0: Welcome, lacrosse fans, sports bettors alike, to Bet on Lacrosse, uh, where we not only aim to make you guys uh, better bettors, but also catch those tickets. Um, I'm Hunt Jackson. I'll be hosting for Dan Alexander this week. If you guys need your Dan fix, though, he does have a show on on PLL Bets. Um, You can find that on the PLL's YouTube channel called Over and Back. So definitely check that out if you do miss Dan this week and do want to listen to him. Um, He's got a good guest on this week as well. So I am joined by Parker Blake, Charlie White, and then Krabs Betts, who I had the pleasure of joining his show last week. He is a host of Behind the Lines on Book It. So definitely check out his show. He covers all sports, but also a big lacrosse fan. So we're happy to have him on this week. Um, and kind of the start, guys, I know I'll, I'm probably the bigger NLL fan of the bunch, but we do have a game three this weekend. Not much for me in terms of a side or even the total, because I feel like it could go either way. I did hit on the Mammoth plus one and a half, as well as the under twenty two and a half and last week. Um, that was a good good uh, wins for me. Um, I think this could go either way. I do like the Bandits in this. I don't know. They haven't covered the minus one and a half the past four games, so a little bit hesitant on that. I wish we had MVP odds in the states. Unfortunately, we only have them in Canada with Coolback Canada. So if you are a Canadian listener, definitely definitely check that out. Um, the, I like Dane plus two fifty just because I think if the Bandits win, it's probably going to be Dane Smith winning MVP. Uh, on the mammoth side, if they win, it's a little bit trickier because Robinson Connor Robinson's had a great series, so he could win it at plus five hundred. Uh, but I also think Dylan Ward is probably the shoe in just because of you know his presence in cage and throughout the season that he's probably the picks I would make. It so you know maybe playing uh, two units on Dane and one unit on Ward if uh, if you do ha- have access to Coolbet Canada if you're a Canadian listener. But won't waste too much time on the NLL because I know we're here more for the PLL and there's not much to talk about the NLL wide. It's kind of been a toss up so. Um, that's my lean um, there for those MVP odds, even though I can't play them myself. But we'll get to the p l o now. We have some roster updates. Um, Grant Amon and Lyle are both questionable. So we saw Lyle in a pl- splint last week. So that's kind of, uh, you know, worries me a little bit, even if he is able to go. I don't know if he's going to be 100%. Grant Amon's coming back from a hamstring injury. So encouraging to see him go from doubtful to questionable, but we still don't know his status. And then the, the water dogs are... Um, you know, really got hit hard by the injury bug this past weekend. Jake Withers is out, their leading face-off guy. They do have Zach Tucci, who will probably start in his place. Um, might go with, uh, you know, Zach Currier as well, who took some face last week. Michael Sowers, you know, number two overall pick last year. Um, started to get going a little bit, but uh, he's going to be out. Prasavio is going to be out, and Steve Napoli, one of their short stick defensive middies, is also out. So not looking good for the Water Dogs. And that's actually the first game of the week. Chrome versus Water Dogs. Chrome getting one and a half uh fit point favorites for the first time since last August, I believe, when they took on the chaos. So they haven't been favored in a lot, a lot of spots recently. Um this will be their first time being favored this week or this year. So um we'll start off there. I'll start with you, Charlie. You know, given the Water Dogs injury news, uh, you know, how are you feeling about this game? Were you on Chrome before the injury news? Or are you on Chrome now because of the injury news? Or do you still maybe like the Water Dogs despite, you know, the injury bug hitting?
1: Uh, so, yeah, at last week I didn't officially declare it, but I'm officially declaring my uh, allegiance for the season for the Chrome. Uh, but even with that, I thought the Water Dogs, it was a nice comeback spot for them, plus one and a half or even Money line at that time. So, with the injury bugs going out with Withers, Sours, Savia, and still the Napoli's not in, I just I don't know if I can see them mustering up enough offense uh, with the limited possessions they'll probably have without Withers and uh, Savia on the wing. So I, I have a tough time seeing the Water Dogs keeping this within one or winning outright. So I'm going to keep riding the Chrome train. They've covered the last two spreads for me. I know that they were underdogs past two games, but I'm riding the Chrome train. Let's, just, let's see if they can get in
2: the not, minus one and a half. I don't know. I, I was talking about this earlier. I just wanna, I'm staying away from this one. If I had to lean anywhere, I'd probably be for the under, just purely because I love me a good under. Um, but I don't think the Water Dogs are going to do much against the Chrome, and it's hard for one team to cover a 22-point spread. So I'm just going to lean for the under and cross my fingers.
0: Yeah, I, I tend to agree, I think, with the, um, I, It's not my official play, but I would lean under, just because I actually think this Water Dogs team – defensively matches up pretty well against this chrome team they got some strong pulls they do have a little bit of a weakness at short six defensive midi you know haven't been out um and i haven't been too impressed by any of their other short sticks you know maybe charlie hayes will come in and impress higgins only had his first game last week so he might you know step up this week but um i, I don't hate the underplay um you know personally i'm leaning chrome minus one and a half just because of the injury news i did like the water dogs initially but too many injuries. I-, I thought if Withers could go, they'd really have a good shot at mucking it up at the face-off stripe, just because Connor Farrell tends to win those clamps, but Jake Withers is the best um, after losing the clamps, so I think he could have made it more of a 50-50. Um, but yeah, it's just it's too too many injuries. Um, Sowers being out was one that we didn't really expect, so that's one that it kind of hurts for them. And uh, so I'm going to be on Chrome minus one and a half as well. I would get in as quick as possible if you are looking to get them. They were still plus 120 um, on the spread uh, today, around, I think, four or whatever. on bet MGM, but that might have moved since then because it was already moving on other sports books. Crabs, your thoughts. I know we talked a little bit about the Chrome on your show last week. Uh, what side are you kind of picking if you are picking a side or are you looking at the total in this one?
3: So is Denapoli out for the dogs?
0: napoli is out yes
3: yeah i mean i'd love to back the underdogs here very rarely do i like taking favorites in the sport to be honest with you um mm-hmm. uh, just in general unless it's the atlas this year and i know we're gonna get to that but uh i i don't think i can even back the water dogs as as cool as their mascot and logo is without their guy and and they really have looked bad this year not redwood's bad but the chrome what a surprise. These guys are hot. They're out to prove something. I mean, Connor Farrell's been absolutely unstoppable at the fate, getting face offs. Cic- or however the hell you say this name, the big ass goalie. This dude's a machine. Uh, I guess I lean chrome here, but I think I'm with you guys on the under. That's probably the play I would play in this game, but I'm really not looking to play this one. I don't even, I'm not too excited to even watch this one, to be honest with you. But I think it's going to be ugly, low scoring. Uh, Probably going to end up staying away from the total or from the side. But I
0: like the under with you guys as well. Yeah. And, and, you know, both these teams have shown that they can push it in transition, but they're not like some of the other teams, like the Atlas that love to like, you know, push it in transition. You know, Scannoni's good at getting the ball out and moving it up the field. Um, but yeah, I, I think they're going to, this is going to be more of a settled six on six type of game, especially with the water dogs, probably having limited possessions. They're not going to really want to waste those. Um, I think personally, you know, we could be surprised. They might try to push in transition because of their, uh, you know, the fact that they have a, a little bit of a disadvantage at the stripe, but um, yeah, that, that's kind of my lean too is the under 22 and a half. But um, I do like pro minus one and a half, and it's t- like, like you said, it's tough to kind of lay points on this league because it's really any given weekend a team can win. But that's what I'm going to go uh, for this game, the first game of the weekend on Friday. And the second game is a battle between two undefeated teams the Atlas, who sit at the top, and then the Whipsnakes right behind them. Atlas are minus one and a half this week, they were minus two and a half last week against the Cannons. Only minus one and a half this week. Total is 24 and a half, so a little bit on the higher side. You can actually get it 23 and a half on Caesars, um, I believe. Uh, I have to double-check that. One of these games, I think you can get 23 and a half, and I believe it's Atlas Whip Snakes. Um, so definitely do some line shopping on that, especially if you like the over. You know, you can get a little bit, uh, a little bit of extra point there. But uh, we'll go to you, Parker, to start. Thoughts on uh, Atlas versus Snakes.
2: I don't know. I feel like this isn't a very uh, educated play, but – I think i try and i try and avoid going straight money line just because I feel like you get in trouble doing that, but with the whip snakes barely making out of the first two weeks, the atlas are looking good. I'm just going full on riding the atlas and I'm going atlas money line
0: and uh what about you crabs? I know we talked about the atlas last week we were, we we're pretty high on them uh thoughts on this game,
3: yeah, this might be the best. PLL team I've ever witnessed. I mean, we're through two games, but they can score at any given moment. They look like the freaking Golden State Warriors out there. Um, they're incredible. And can, you know, the big question is we know the Whip Snakes have it, right? They have the roster, they have the talent. We know that. But can they rely on coming back and winning every game this year? Because that's what they've been doing. They've been coming back and sneaking mm-hmm. these wins out and underperforming for three quarters and then just putting the talent, you know, out there and, and dominating at the end. Coming back and win it. I don't know if they could do it again today or uh, this weekend. But gosh, can the Atlas stay hot? Like I'm so torn with backing the best team, the team I think is going to win, like the fucking championship for the Atlas. Or do I back you know the team we know has always been good but has been underperforming and sneaking out these wins when they really haven't even been playing well? I don't know. I think we see goals in this game. I like the over and I guess I lean Atlas just because of how dominating they've been all year.
0: And what about you, Charlie? I think with you know similar sentiments probably on the Atlas side, but uh thoughts on this game?
1: Yeah, kinda of going back to what Crabb said about the whips like digging themselves holes early in games. Against the Atlas, you can't come back from those holes because Trevor Baptiste is just gonna win, you know, more face than he loses. Like last week they were down by what, four or five in the fourth quarter to the dogs. And then um Withers got hurt, obviously, and Nardello went 85% from the faceoff. Going 85% from the faceoff stripe and winning in overtime by one is like ridiculous. Like that, Water Dogs, if Withers doesn't go down and Courier doesn't have to take faceoffs, I think they win that game by like six, seven. And if the Atlas and the Water Dogs played right now, I'd take the Atlas minus one and a half pretty easily. So I think it's a pretty big mismatch. The one caveat I will say is that the Whip Snakes do like to play games close, regardless of who they're playing. And they have experience, obviously. They got a lot of guys in their team that, are pretty uh good, obviously, but they haven't really put it all together. I just think that everything the whip snakes are bad at are what the Atlas are good at. Like last game, 26 turnovers for the Whip Snakes. Atlas punish you for creating turnovers on offense. So I think they'll get their fair share of goals and settled six on six, obviously, but they'll also be able to push transition pretty well against the water dog's team. I mean uh whip snakes team that likes to uh, turn the ball over. So I'm leading Atlas minus one and a half. I'm not really thinking twice about it.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna you know lay the points too with Atlas uh, take them minus one and a half as well. Um, I think that this will be a good game, but I think we've seen. I think you hit the nail on the head with Trevor Baptiste. You know the fact that um, they have him it allows Atlas to not only run away with games at certain points. You know we saw them do it in both their matchups, both against the Redwoods and the Cannons, but also come back against teams too. So I think honestly for the whips to have a chance in this game, I think they need to get up early, but then there's still a chance that the Atlas come back. I think if the Atlas go up, I I think it's going to be, you know, a long day for the whip snakes. Um, whip snakes do take a lot of shots too. They they've taken the most shots so far through two weeks. Um, despite not being the most efficient offense They're right now, fifth offensive efficiency where Atlas are the most efficient. Um, so that kind of does, you know, play to the over here. Um, you know, I do think the whip snakes defense could probably be the best test for this Atlas team, but we've seen them just be so lights out on offense uh, efficiency wise, you know, they share the ball. Um, I know that family styles are a motto everybody eats and they, they really do a good job of, of moving the ball around. So um, I'm not going to play the total just because it's on the higher side. I was pretty confident last week that I would go over and we ended up missing by half a point. So kind of scared a little bit to take the 24 and a half this week, um, 23 and a half though. I might be on it if I, I am correct. And that is on Caesars. So I'm going to double check that. Um, definitely do some line shopping. Um, but in terms of Atlas minus one and a half, that's the play for me this week. Um, You know, I'm going to continue to ride that um, until I see, you know, them kind of falter. But so far I think they can beat anybody and I think they can win comfortably against this snakes team that hasn't impressed so far. So that's where I'm going to be at. Um, Now wrap up the Friday night slate. We'll go to Saturday. We get the Archers versus the cannons. Archers are minus one and a half point favorites. Total is 24 and a half for this game as well. Archers had a big offensive week last week, you know, chaos. Cannon's played decent against Atlas, uh, but we're definitely missing Lyle Thompson a little bit. Um, start off with you, Charlie, go right back to you. Thoughts on uh, Lyle Thompson's impact on this Cannons team, whether he can go or not, you know, does that kind of affect your handicap of this game, or um, do you like the Archers regardless?
1: Uh, yeah, I think a lot of people uh, attributed Lyle Thompson being out last week to the reason the Cannons struggled so bad. Reason the Canucks struggle so bad is because they won 20% of the faceoffs and they really had possession. Um, Lyle Thompson obviously is one of the best players in the world. He makes a huge difference on that offense. And I think they're definitely not nearly as efficient with him off the field. Um, but as my my play for this game is the over 24 and a half, and that's I think it's pretty pretty safe in play with or without Lyle Thompson. Both these teams are pretty similar in efficiency metrics on offense. They score around one-third of the time they have the ball on offense. Um, the face-off matchup should be kind of a wash. Both teams looked, you know, decent last week. Oh, well, not both teams. Archers looked decent last week. Cannons looked obviously pretty bad. But I think Kelly versus either Inacio or Labetti, whoever they throw out there for the Archers, it's going to be more 50-50, 45-55 kind of thing. So both teams will have, like, enough possessions to sustain, like, a decent offense. Um, the biggest difference here is transition. Obviously, the Cannons are super good in transition. Uh, they score on 77% of their transition shots. So I think that if they can create some turnovers here and there, push transition, get some goals, they'll be able to keep pace with the Archers, who I think are going to put up a lot of goals because the Cannon's defense doesn't scare me at all. And if they can put 17 goals up on the chaos on Blaze Reardon uh, without winning more than 50% of the face-offs, then they can do it against anyone in the league. So I think the Archers are going to get there. So I think the Cannons have enough firepower, even with Lyle Thompson, to keep pace with them and push this total over.
0: All right, so, you know, Charlie likes the over there, you know, kind of made a little bit of a case for the cannons. I'll go to you, Parker, um, because I think you're kind of eyeing the archers. Thoughts on this game, archers-cannons?
2: Yeah, actually, I was eyeing the over at the beginning, too, and I just, I couldn't bring myself to do it. With Lyle, out. I don't know if it's an overreaction to last week, archers and cannons-wise, but I just don't know if I can believe in the cannons producing like they should with Lyle in. And then I was also looking through just kind of my model, really likes the archers-money line, and... My model never picks minus spreads, and it's on archers minus one and a half. And then I went back and looked through some of the stats from last season, and they were averaging probably 21 points a game just in totals looking throughout last season and the first couple weeks of this year. And I just don't know if I can get behind that over. So I'm definitely taking archers one and a
0: half just because
2: I don't like the total.
0: Well, Krabs, I'll go to you uh, for the last word for this game. Uh, what are you eyeing? Archers a kind of cannons, or are you looking at the total as well?
3: I like the cannons. I like the cannons uh, with Lyle Thompson you know, coming back um, and also Asher Knowlton, who I watched absolutely tear it up at high point all year. He looked great last week. He looked great last week, so if they get those two guys going, I think they showed serious heart last week uh, without their guy. In uh, Thompson, I think they go out there and they get a win tonight or this weekend. I keep saying today. I'm so excited for the for the games, but I think they go out there and they get a win. I like them on the money line at plus 145.
0: I, I you know, I, I don't hate that play. And as good as the archers looked, um, you know, we have seen, you know, I, I don't like looking at trends, but you do go back to last year, and you know, it was pretty fifty fifty in terms of money line favorites winning. So if you're back in an underdog, you're already kind of getting, you know, giving yourself a slight edge long-term, you know, in terms of your bank building, your bankroll and stuff. So I don't hate that. And I think with the cannons, like, I I don't know if I can really take a side. I'm a little bit more hesitant just because I saw a lot to like about both teams, you know, through two weeks, um, despite them both being one-and-one. But I really like this over because Charlie nailed it. Cannons are shooting 77.8% in transition opportunities. I think they will have an advantage at the stripe with Stephen Kelly, whoever he's going up against. Um, I just don't think, you know, whoever the archers roll out is going to be effective. But, you know, we're also talking about two very efficient offenses. Archers are the second highest efficiency uh, with 35.7% and cannons are 30.7%. So these are very efficient offenses. Um, the cannons can score in transition. Archers aren't too great in def- defending transition. And then on the flip side, archers are really great in settled offense um, and the cannons are, you know, they're up there and settled defense. defense too great last week against the Atlas. I think it will be a similar to tough challenge for them against the archers. So, um, I can't really pick a side in this. I'm going to take the over though, 24 and a half. Um, it's a high total, but I, I think these teams can definitely get over it. Lyle or not. I think with Lyle definitely pushes it over for me. Um, even if he's not a hundred percent, but that's kind of what's holding me back. I think from back in the cannons, but like I said, never bad when you're taking underdogs, on the money line because you, you can really build that bankroll and you'll see like, we're going to see a lot of upsets during the season. We haven't really seen huge upsets so far this uh, year through two weeks, you know, Chrome winning in week one was kind of one. A lot of people expected the Redwoods to not be as poor, but um, you know, so far hasn't been any major upset. So definitely don't hate that play at all. Even if I can't personally back it and we'll go to the Redwoods. I know you're a Redwoods fan crabs. They're taking on the chaos. They are drawing the minus one and a half. Um, this week against the chaos, despite you know both teams being owned too, and honestly, the Redwoods only putting up three goals last week i'll start off with you. what do you, what do you see from this game? Uh, can you get behind your Redwoods or have they really scared you off through two weeks? I can
3: always get behind my Redwoods. Am I concerned with what i'm seeing? Heck, yeah, uh, I also don't know why that they're a favorite in this game. And I know we were talking about it earlier this week, and I love your guys' opinions on this, coming from someone who bets lines and not teams usually. I can't tell if the Redwoods are favored because they are a big name and they're trying to trap us and they're taking it without actually like, you know getting people to bet on it who actually watch the games and seeing how poor they look. Or are the Redwoods favored, kind of like the Chicago Cubs are today? where they have no business being favored, but the fact that they're favored tells me that they're going to win. I don't know if this is a trap for real people who watch the cross or if this is a trap for the public. I can't tell. Number one, I'm going to be on the Redwoods like I am every week. Uh, And number two, the Redwoods are filled with a bunch of, you know, swaggy uh, veteran players, big names, right? Apple, Miles, Perk, who's been out, uh, they've got a bunch of, of older stars on their team. Rob Pinnell, Uh they've looked like trash. They've looked terrible. They've gotten kicked in the mouth both games. I think they come out hungry. They say enough is enough. I think Garrett Eppel might even get you know a flag during this game, hitting somebody a little too hard. Uh, would not be shocked to see it. I mean, he does it at least twice a season. Uh, I think they come out hungry. Timmy Troutner hasn't looked as good as he usually is this year. I think he locks in. I love the Redwoods uh, this weekend. Roll woods, let's get it. They're back. Are you, back. Yeah, are you looking at the point something? Oof. Uh, considering not, how, considering how poor their offense has looked, and how they're in my eyes have always been kind of like a defensive team. I like the money line. I hate laying minus one forty in this sport, but uh, they haven't showed me enough offense to tell me they can win by two or three or four or five.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. No, I, I'm. Personally, not going to play a side in this either. I'm going to take uh, – uh, or play a side in this. I'm going to take the under twenty-two and a half. and a half. I will let Charlie make the case for that. I will say, though, to the Redwoods point, um, I'm not playing Chaos. I'm not playing Redwoods. Uh, I do think this line is taking into consideration the fact that the Redwoods are a public team. You know, it's lacrosse. There's not really too many public teams in this sport just because it's a small sport. Not many people bet on it. Only eight teams. But the Redwoods are by far the most popular team, I believe. Um, you know, in terms of up there probably with the whip snakes who have won two championships. And I think the books know that. And I think that's why they're setting this line. I also think that they know that they've looked poorly and expect a lot of people to be all over the chaos, which plays in kind of to their hand that um I, I you know we could see the chaos come out and dominate them, but I think I think they set this line like this kind of on purpose. Um, I also think though, from a pure lacrosse standpoint, this is actually a good matchup for the Redwoods to get right. They are good at beating their, their man one-on-one their issues so far this season have been their inability to generate offense, inability to, you know, get assisted goals, uh, find people off ball score, you know, on settled offense where they're, they're finding an open man or whatever. Um, So that's kind of been their struggles. They're playing a chaos team that is very sound defensively, but likes to press out. They like to just let their one-on-one matchups ride and they'll let you, they don't slide too early. They'll let you beat them and leave blaze kind of on an Island to make the saves. I think that plays in the Redwoods hand a little bit because the Redwoods can beat their one-on-one matchups. So I do like this for them. And then on the flip side too, at face off, TD Erlen has had, you know, two pretty poor games showing so far he's playing Tommy Kelly. I think it's going to be a bounce back spot for them. So, you know, the possession advantage should be there for the Redwoods as well. So that's my case for the Redwoods. You know, based purely on paper, I think this is a good matchup for them. They don't pass the eye test for me, though, the past two weeks. So that's why it just it's not enough for me to kind of get behind them. But this is one of those games where, you know, coming into it, everyone's all on the chaos, you know, despite the chaos – not looking great they they were missing a lot of their players, and they still hung around with teams, both the whip snakes and archers um they're starting to get more reinforcements even if they are without some of their starters still um but I think you know this is a good spot for the Redwoods, so I don't hate that play at all. I just can't get behind it myself personally um that's why I'm leaning more the under because I think it is gonna be low scoring um uh, but I will let uh Parker lead the way with the under talk and then we'll let Charlie, you know, chime in as well. But Parker, I know you're on the under 22 and a half here. Low, lower total, but um, not as low as we have seen sometimes. And we do have Blaise in net, So you always have a chance, good chance for the under thoughts on this game. I mean, just to start off. I mean, I'm a Redwoods
2: fan too. And this has been a hard season to watch. Let's so, go, uh, roll woods. I think Roll woods, baby. I think uh, my problem with this game is there's two things I love about the PLL and it's the Redwoods and it's blaze. So every time I get to this game, I have a problem. So I'm trying to stay away from a side for now. I'm going to go with the under because I just it's going to be a super slow game. You got Blaze in net. He let me down last week. I went all in on the woods, making the bounce back last week on my player royale team. And that didn't work out for me. So now I'm going to come back and let Blaze, who has not performed as he should be so far this year, I'm going to let him come back for me for player royale that way.
0: I can get my under, I get my player royale win, and I can walk out of the week a happy man. Charlie, I know you're eyeing the under as well. Uh, Thoughts on this one? And, you know, I know you were considering maybe the chaos as well, too. Do you you want to make the case for the chaos even if you're not betting it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I kind of agree with Krabs. I think that the Redwoods, this is a get-right spot for them. I think they actually come out firing. But um, even with that, like say they get like a 30% better in all categories, they're still pretty bad. (laughs) Like, no – um, uh, they score, they turn the ball over 60% of their possessions. Um, I think even if that goes down to like 45, which is like a pretty drastic increase. Uh, that's still like a lot of possessions ending in turnovers. And then you got blaze reared in the net, who's obviously the best goalie in the world. And if you're not getting clean shots off on him and you're turning the ball over recipe for not a lot of goals being scored. However, I do think their Redwoods defense takes a step forward. I think they've been playing a lot worse than they ha- uh, are used to playing. Um, I, I wonder if them looking so poor is due to the fact that they have a lot of veteran guys and they played two of the youngest teams in the league for the first two weeks. Um, also, correct me if I'm wrong, they don't have a lot of NLL players. The Redwoods do. I feel like teams that had some NLL players, like those guys, are a little warmed up for the season going into it. So I think they do turn it around a little bit. Um, either way, though, I still think this game goes under because obviously, Blaze rated net. You gotta take an under with Blaze rated net. And uh, the Redwoods haven't shown enough on offense efficiency-wise for me to trust them to put up more than, like, 10, 11 goals. So I think that they win. They might cover two goals, but I don't think they score over 11. So I do think that it goes under.
2: See, Charlie gets it, man. You take the under when Blaze is in net. It doesn't matter what the line is. It doesn't matter if the line's at 18. You're still taking the under because Blaze is in net and hopefully Troutner can figure out how to play goalie again, and then we'll have two great goalies, and we're not going to get more than eight points in
0: this game. (laughs) I would love that. Uh, Go ahead, Krabs. I know you have something to add as well.
3: Yeah, number one, Parker, you hit the nail on the head. I think getting Blaze off of a bad game, or honestly you could say bad start to the season. I think it's a great spot, so we might get a little bit of an inflated line here. And I think the Redwoods, if they win this game, they got to turn up the defense. That's what they do. So I think it's a great spot if they want to play their game. I think it's going to be extremely low scoring. I like the under with you guys as well. Uh, And I also went to high school with Timmy Troutner. He was a great above me, but dude's a dog. He's about to turn up another level this weekend. He's about to ball. We know it's in there. We've seen it for years. The dude's been a stud. He's been one of the best goalies in the league. He'll figure it out. He'll play well this weekend. Give me the under. Roll woods. Yeah. Roll Uh, woods. Let's go.
0: (laughs) You can't always look at the trends. I, last week, we had the Archers' Chaos hadn't gone over that 23.5 total in the last five games. I also liked it from a purely matchup standpoint as well, um, but it ended up going over. So, you know, the, just a caveat to looking at past performances. But Redwoods' Chaos, last three games, have all gone under this number. Um, their last game, it was 10-9 win by the Redwoods, so they won, they didn't cover that 1.5. And then the previous matchups, Chaos won 11-9, and then Redwoods won eight, seven. So Redwoods haven't covered this spread past three games. Um, you know, again, that's just hist- purely historical. These are two different teams, especially the chaos. You know, a lot of different players on this roster compared to what we've seen. But just a little bit of history there so far. It tends to be a grinded out game between these teams. So um, could see another under. Um, I like the under as well. That's what I'm taking in this game. Like I said, I you know, I could see either team pulling it out. You know, we could see Tommy Kelly do really well against TD at the stripe. And that would kind of throw a lot of what I think I like in the Redwoods out the window. So that's why I'm going to, I'm going to take the under as well. Um, I do think too, it's a good bounce back spot for blaze. The last time he had, you know, a poor showing was really a 2020 in the bubble, um, the Mac God game. And since then he's been on a tear. So he was kind of due for a little bit of a letdown. And it's more just the letdown by his standards, not by anybody else's standards. So um, I like the under in this game. Um, 22 and a half. And I recommend, you know, like I said, the, the Atlas Snakes game is 24 and a half on most books. It's 23 and a half on Caesars. So Caesars currently doesn't have the Saturday matchups up, but maybe wait a little bit and see if they give you a more favorable line, depending on whether you like the over or under that can usually be the difference between cashing your bet or missing your bet. So Caesars has been really kind of contrarian recently. Um, So that's something that I recommend, uh, whether it's on purpose or might've been an accident last week when they accidentally posted an Atlas minus one and a half that I jumped on and was able to double down a little bit on. So um, whether it's on purpose or not, definitely line shop. I always recommend doing that. Um, That's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, Before we go, I'll just go around the horn and get everyone's best bet. You might've already said it, but um, we haven't really talked player props. I'm not a huge fan of any of the player props this week. The Most of the sides I would take are just already heavily juiced. I'm not laying my 210 to bet a player prop in the PLL with so much variance between players week to week. Um, but I'll start with you, Charlie. What's your best bet for this week?
1: Uh, the Cannons archers over 24 and a half. I kind of alluded to it. Even if Lyle doesn't play, this number is still very much in play for both these teams. And if he does play, icing on the cake, just lock it in. Don't think twice about it.
0: And uh, you, crabs. what's your favorite bet this week?
3: I think I talked myself into it, hearing you guys talk about it. I already liked it, but the under in the Redwoods game, I love it. Under 22 and a half. I'm seeing that on DraftKings at plus 100. Uh, absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. I think this shit soars under. I think it absolutely soars under. I wouldn't be surprised if one of these two teams is in single digits. So yeah.
0: that's what I like. And so far, you know, the past couple of matchups, a lot of them have ended up in single digits. So definitely definitely a recipe there. And then, Parker, uh, what's your favorite bet this week? Uh, I'm going with the
2: trend that I love. It's like my favorite bet in the league. I think I say that every time I'm on
0: here, but chaos plus one and a half.
2: I can't root for the chaos to win the game, but I can root for them to cover. They cover the spread just under 64.5% of the time. I mean, it's my favorite bet in the league. You got to go with it again this week.
0: All right, so pretty much for everyone to work out, we want a Redwoods Moneyline win by one goal, and it to go under 22 and a half. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they
2: still need a win, but, I mean, they're going to keep it close. I mean, when you only score eight points. So one team's got to, you know, they can't be that spread apart. Yeah. <laughs> That's all, all That's, we need. We got
0: it. There you go. And then my favorite bet's Atlas minus one and a half. Um, haven't been overly impressed with the Whip Um, I think there's, they need a lot of things to go right for them to win this game. Um, and one of the things too, I, I, we didn't really touch on it, but they've really missed Ed Williams. When Zed Williams comes back, this is going to be a different whip things team, but currently right now um, they just don't have enough offensive weapons. They have a lot of offensive weapons. I don't want to say they don't have enough, but they don't have a guy like Zed Williams. That's going to really draw attention away from the defense um, and let, you know, guys like Matt Rambo have success, Gutterding, Brad Smith, um you know and we've seen the the whip sinks. once they kind of turn it on you know jay carlson does really well around that crease um i also think those a bad matchup for them against the atlas jack and cannon is great around the crease He actually struggles more outside shots. So I think the whip snakes are going to need to get pepper him a little bit with more outside shots to have a chance um, compared to, you know, trying to have the garbage man, Jay Carlson, score those goals around the crease. He's great at it, but I think it's a tougher matchup for them than they faced the past two weeks. So I'm laying the points with Atlas, Atlas minus one and a half. And uh, I think they get it done on Friday night, but That's going to do it for us. We appreciate everyone tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, too. We we post this up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. if you join a little bit late, we'll post it up there. The recording will also be available on Twitter. Appreciate Krabs joining us. Definitely check out his show. Book it or behind the lines on Book It, um, if you haven't already. He covers all sports, not just lacrosse. He's a lacrosse fan, though, so enjoy having him on this week and uh, hopefully some more weeks going forward. And Charlie and Parker, I enjoy you guys having on coming on as well. And then we missed Dan a little bit this week, but check out his show over and back on PLL Bets if you guys missed him this week. Hopefully he'll be back next week, and you won't have to listen to me talk all the time. But appreciate you guys tuning in to another episode of Bet on Lacrosse.